0: This is the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's Friday, June 18th, 2021. We've made it, everyone. Uh, It's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Not Austin, Texas, actually from Nashville today. Author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And down the street, but socially distanced, safely from Jamie, I guess. (laughs) I don't know why y'all aren't together, but uh, also in Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul Derek Miner.
2: What's happening? Yeah, Jamie. Is there is there a reason why we we, we, did, we should we should we, we should have been kicked in when got some milkshakes? I know that's what I'm saying.
3: Got some milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: well, late night milkshakes.
1: Jamie, why why are you in Nashville today and not back home in Texas?
3: And not home in Texas. Well, I had this trip planned for a while. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention is happening this week in Nashville, this Tennessee. Is a hot ticket. And hot I ticket. Is Sixteen thousand Baptists have descended on Music City. <laughs> it, 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 I, I picture it's this one big party. I, I
4: picture the SBC like when the NFL draft was in downtown Nashville, and it was just this big street party. But this time, it's like, <laughs> let's just be honest, it's probably a lot of white dudes in ties instead of like rowdy NFL, you know, fans. Hey, yeah, a lot of khakis. Khakis are the NFL jersey of the SBC, you know, <laughs> like where. Uh-huh. Where everyone goes to like to the NFL draft in Nashville with their favorite like throwback NFL. Like, oh, look at that old school Giants jersey. This is like, dude. I didn't even know pleats could be that deep on khakis. Nice
1: (laughs) one, (laughs) bro. Zeke Avarici once. Are they they selling that at the SBC merch shop? Those new pleats, man? That is dope. That's fire. My picture of downtown Nashville, down by the convention center with Broadway and everything, is basically bachelorette parties going down on those pedal bars, you know, like in wooing and everybody hollering and stuff. I can't imagine the Baptist version of that. Like what it, Broadway the, it, looks like during the SBC convention. It, it's the
4: same thing. It's the bartender sees sees khakied individuals walk in and are just like, let me guess, some seltzer and lime, gentlemen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Seltzer's a little
1: edgy, Jesse. Those bubbles. Nashville's going to run out of sweet tea this week. That's all Baptist drink the <laughs> sweet tea after church. So, those bubbles and the I, lime. Jesse, uh, that I lime looks like tea. alcohol.
4: I need a sweet tea and make it tall, please. Yeah, it's been a long day. You make it a double, sir. I want oh, you like gosh. you see them walking around with those uh, uh, Arizona iced tea, sweet teas, like tall boys, but they're in like paper bags. Like, oh, it's been one of those
1: days, guys. Really tough, you know. Really tough night. It's a really tough night when they blend the sweet tea with the lemonade. You, Ooh, you, you see that? Yeah, you see, they're rolling out of the hotel. They're like, "Ah, oh, get that, that little sweet tea hangover, man." Oh man, it's uh. sugar eye. All right, why are you speaking at the SBC? I don't. I didn't think they allowed stuff like that. Why are you there?
3: Oh, well, they don't. But I, <laughs> I was. I um, was. The reason I'm here is because I was supposed to be speaking at more events than I did, but I had an event last night that I did with an organization called Women in Work. And so I already had my tickets. We are, we are in this amazing Airbnb that Jesse James used to live in, in the 1800s. And so there's a pool, my team's here doing a bunch of stuff. So I did my one thing last night and it's been a great week.
1: Jesse James, I heard uh, historically really into pools, big swimmer, Jesse James. And this
3: pool from the 1800s yeah. is amazing. A, basically, it's just
1: a <laughs> hole in the ground, It's filled with water yep. over the years. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very cool. Uh, Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, one of my favorite artists, a good friend, Sleeping At Last, Ryan O'Neill is joining us. He's actually featured in the new issue of Relevant, if you saw that article. Uh, But we have a conversation that you won't want to miss. Also, for our quarter life segment, we're talking with a couple of authors, uh, Sheila Gregor and Rebecca Lindenbach. They wrote a book called The Great Sex Rescue about how the church needs to change its framing of sex and you know and how that applies to how we kind of live our lives especially in the quarter life um, season Uh, also relevant news coming up you won't want to miss that and at the end of the show stay tuned a very special what's Jesse thinking yes it's back Mm. Jesse has something on his mind this week you, Again, uh,
4: it's, you know, I know, I know, Jamie, you're talking and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, cancel culture and our, you know, some things that are happening. <laughs> this is related to that conversation. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to feel sort of.
3: this. I'm going to feel this in a personal way. Maybe,
4: maybe. But my I'm doing a pro cancel culture.
1: Take. <laughs> see, we already know you're pro cancel culture. You, 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 tried you, the you know who you are shark week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just going back you to the wait. shark week, just, well. when,
4: just just you. when you thought they could get no lower and denigrate <laughs> denigrate the name of not only shark week which used to be <laughs> a mighty force in our culture. Used to be. But denigrate sharks themselves. They've done it, people.
1: Uh, sharks. I, uh, uh, Jesse shark, week so you the shark. Mean, years ago.
2: <laughs> right. I, well, you years what I Sharknado I th- wasn't enough. Hey, right. I
4: thought that too. I thought, oh, they, they can't go any lower. Like right. they, this is, you know, I'm done with them. And then they went and Clark has heard the clip I'm gonna play. It is <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It, I'm excited. It,
6: it,
2: it,
4: it's it's the audacity of what they're doing. We'll get to it. I, I'm getting fired up <laughs> just talking about feel, it. We'll get I to it. I feel
2: it. I feel I feel the energy. I feel the energy. It's, it's, True. it's surging through my body right now. I'm, <laughs> it's ready, pretty I'm ready for it. It's very
1: outrageous. All right. Well, there's a lot coming up So stay tuned. Up next, the relevant news. Listening to St. John, Uh, the song is just for me. It's actually on the new Space Jam soundtrack. Well, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing we're all talking about. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. But therapy helps and it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's really whatever you want it to be. You can talk privately to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or maybe having relationship issues. It's whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's a much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. And right now, BetterHelp is offering relevant podcast listeners a great deal. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash relevant. Save 10% at BetterHelp, hel com slash relevant. Okay, it's time for Relevant News. Uh, Joining us to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, please welcome to the show Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Hey, before we hear what you have in store for us today, I have to bring up something that happened today, the day that we are recording this episode. Today was the culmination of the Tyler Huckabee Venn diagram being drawn. (laughs) where we posted on Relevance Instagram and on the site a piece that you have had in the hopper for a while, apparently. Mm -hmm. The news that I didn't know that in the 90s, Marvel had a Christian superhero. He lasted for three comics and his (laughs) name was the Illuminator and his powers were dependent on the level of his faith in God. You wrote this up. We posted it. And 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 somebody the very first comment that somebody put on Instagram was Tyler Huckabee has gained way too much uh, control of this account because yeah. we are now yeah. covering Christian
5: Kitsch yeah. Christian culture uh, and superheroes.
1: Tyler, please yeah. tell the listeners who might have missed this groundbreaking discovery <gasps> sure. about the Illuminator. Please tell us about sure. the Illuminator. It's
7: the first step of the takeover like this is just one article if you think I've been mean, given <laughs> too much control now <laughs> this drift has begun like like this is a this is part of a tilt um, but uh, but this is like a yeah a very obscure like in the 90s Marvel this was like before the movies right so Marvel right. was like making pennies they, they did they were taken they, they would have worked with anybody. And Thomas Nelson, the big Christian publisher, approached them saying, we want to get into the comic book business to reach the kids. And Marvel was just, I think, sure, name your price. We're in. We'll (laughs) we'll do it. it. And at first, it was just kind of like, you know, Bible stories and comics or I think they had like a Pilgrim's Progress thing. And then Thomas Nelson was like, what if we did a superhero? And again, Marvel said, sure. So they came up with this idea for this guy named the Illuminator. What happens is, and Cameron is going to know this because he ordered issue one on Amazon. I, right? I
1: have I have found them on <laughs> oh, Amazon. I bought, I don't own any comic books. The very first comic books I've ever purchased are the Illuminator issue one and two. I have them both on their are way. Are they
3: collector's editions?
1: Uh, I think, well, I bought one of them from the... I, what did you
3: pay for I it? I bought
1: one of them from the, the seller. Um, Estate sales R us. So apparently somebody <laughs> died with it in their possession. Uh, they found paid, it. it $7. One of their final
4: possessions. Yeah. $7 is what I paid.
7: $7. So, okay, yeah, that's good. Not bad. Uh, but, th- but this kid named Andy Prentice is at a summer camp. And he gets lost in the woods and this mysterious light uh, like envelopes him and gives him these (laughs) powers of illumination, I guess you would say, like he can turn into
1: light and he can fly and he can shoot light from his hands. And he's based in Nashville, by the way, because New York City (laughs) has way too many superheroes the yeah. mean street yeah he's part
7: of the spread New York yeah. is overrepresented <laughs> it's true
1: so he's true. keeping
7: a safe here in, music city. in music city dying music city
1: he's fighting the mean streets and of the, on the cover of, episode of issue one there's a Conway Twitty music store in the background because it's yeah, Nashville yeah. you know of course yeah. it's in
3: Nashville I, I, I have
4: so many questions but I do want to note that in the in you know in the Instagram piece that was posted it shows like a, a an image that is a page from the it, Tyler is there a name for like one of those full page pictures
7: that is splash, in it. yeah it's a splash page splash panel a flash page. So, so it's, splash it's panel. a splash
4: pan, pl- panel from you know one of the comic books and it is it is our I'm assuming our hero looking skyward <laughs> illuminated and all it says in like big comic letters the only writing on the page it says it's like a nuke from heaven yeah. And <laughs> a
1: nuke from heaven. Like a, the, like and it, like Pentecost, like when the Holy Spirit descended and yeah. Acts 2. But I was yeah. like, like I was like from dude. Heaven.
4: <laughs> that whole thing, that whole thing could be like a Tooth and Nail album cover. Like from like the, the, from the early 2000s. What, it doesn't look that dissimilar from like the May Everglow, you know, like someone with their back like yeah. hand drawn and like a nuke from heaven. Like that could Pretty be the sick. name of like a de- of an old Demon Hunter album, like a nuke uh-huh. from heaven,
5: you
7: know. Well, that's what he did. <laughs> So it's. I think it's important to know for the purposes of this that he, that Andy, our hero, he starts out as a man of science, right? He's a, he doesn't oh, yeah. believe yeah, in
1: yeah, any of, of that, of any of that God stuff. That's Tough, not. Yeah.
2: Oh, this is yeah. God's not yeah.
1: so, so the battle <laughs> is a battle between not good and evil, but between faith and science. That's Fake actually the science, Republican right. platform. And once the, he
7: realizes, once he realizes that his new powers only really kick in when he has as much faith as possible, then you got to become a Christian because otherwise you don't stand a chance out you there. Have your yeah, you don't have yeah. any, so he, was, so he, he, was he was really becomes
1: a Christian so he can have more power. Yeah. That
7: is yeah. the evangelical.
1: Good powers,
3: it's good yeah. power, right? It's not. It's power for the good. The metaphor
1: falls apart.
7: The metaphor does fall apart a little bit. <laughs> it's a pretty.
3: And he gets. Does he do good things? Yeah, he gets, like, side kick, all of the- he gets this sidekick.
7: He gets this sidekick who is a former biker turned church custodian named Gus. And he's the one who somehow recognizes it. that. Uh I think these powers are are actually uh from heaven. I don't know how Gus knows they don't that is never explained. <laughs> Gus is like
2: Shout out to Gus, man. <laughs> Gus is his is what bro. you're
1: saying. Gus is his like his leader.
7: Yeah, his
2: exactly. That's mentor. exactly okay. right. Well, yeah. so let me let me get this straight. So if an asteroid was about to hit Earth. Bro, just gotta be like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And start speaking yeah, in tongues, be- and then he get lasers <laughs> go out of his <laughs> eye. kind of like, I from like that. yeah, like really, a new I
4: from really <laughs> believe. <laughs> it, yeah, for you know when Superman needs to recharge, he goes to the Fortress of Solitude, right? right. When when what's this guy's name? The Illuminator. Illuminator. The Illuminator. When, when the Illuminator is feeling low on the nuke juice from heaven, you know he fires up God's Not Dead trilogy.
1: He comes yeah. out yeah. of that. Charging
4: to take down Thanos. I hate science so
1: much. (laughs) And then that's his. Tyler, (laughs) I have a question.
4: I have a question. You know, people, people that uh, uh, know you know that you are a uh, a comic book aficionado, uh, particularly when it comes to the Marvel, uh, you know, Marvel comics and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Look, Mm -hmm. I know Marvel has a deep bench. Okay. (laughs) But we're at the point where a relatively minor villain is getting an entire prestige TV show on Disney Plus right now. Right. Like I grew up watching Marvel stuff. I like
1: like Marvel. And I never
4: and I had never even heard of Loki until the MCU. And now he's got, you know, now they Disney has literally given him what, twelve straight hours of of Uh, prestige content. Okay. I know they got a deep bench, but right. they're they're going pretty far into the well. Ant Man has a trilogy in the right. MCU. <laughs> ant Man, okay, uh-huh. a right. person whose power is to get to the size of an ant. All right, <laughs> the the, be- the bench is only so deep. Okay, right. at some point they're going to need to be like, guys, we need. My question is this, Tyler. In what scenario does the Illuminator
7: show up Uh in 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 the modern MCU? I'm thinking about it. You've I've I've obviously been turning this one over in my head. And we (gasps) called on Twitter. We issued a call to we added Marvel, saying, you know, I mean, come on, green light the Illuminator movie. win. the the God's Not Dead crowd has made it clear, yeah, Christians will go to movies. Those movies, whatever you say, say, what you will about them, they make money. They're profitable films. Yeah. And I think those people would turn up for the Illuminator, for, for the Illuminator Move trilogy. And the, you can get one of the Hillsong Young and Free kids, cast them in the main role. You make it their acting <laughs> debut, and, and, right? And, and, and if there's that.
4: anybody that's a Gus, like a motorcycle riding church custodian with a heart of gold. Kevin and Sorbo. And some,
7: uh, that's who I was we thinking. Gotta get, yes! We got to Sor- get Sorbo.
4: Go back to Sorbo.
7: <laughs> the Sorbo <laughs> Sons is upon us.
4: De- Derek, you're a comic book fan, right? I mean, you like you, you like the MCU, right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, he's a Batman guy first, but I am a huge comic book fan. Okay, Derek's
3: toe
4: to
1: toe with me, I think.
3: Did you own this Even. one
2: yet, Derek? This some book. <laughs> <laughs> clark go, clark you might go I had to cue up the beeps buddy <laughs> bro this was this this right here had to be marvel was they was on their way out you know what i'm saying it had to be they they yeah. This was oh, my God, life flashing before their eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need something. we'll take anything. I'll try to find an appropriate metaphor, but everything is in my head that's about to come out as bad, inappropriate. So
4: <laughs> I, 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 have a, I, Tal, I have a question. Do, do we know anything about the origins of this of this comic book? Uh, uh, you know, other than hey, Marvel shooting a shot here, you know, maybe corner of that Nashville Christian market. Do we know anything about the, the, the creator of this particular hero?
7: well the guy I mean it was a Thomas Nelson they were the ones who asked for a Christian superhero but the right. writer and an artist were both already worked at Marvel like these are people who drew like Spider-Man and X-Men this like, they is were what made
2: They quit they quit after
7: veterans. they gave them pro, real pros were at work on this one but you know it was the I, 90s
2: we were all making I'm not, weird decisions I, I ain't gonna lie no we was not all making <laughs> weird stuff like this this is a very specific type of weird it's like, <laughs> true <laughs> bro you know, I just imagine my man illustrating this after he just got done doing Wolverine and probably uh-huh. you know what I'm saying Secret Wars or whatever and then like alright we got the next comic book Uh, Jess and it's like alright cool well we ready we, we doing Magneto we doing Loki what we doing Uh, nah we we got this check, uh, from these people in Nashville <laughs> and, uh, we gotta do a a, um, a, a, a Christian superhero. And he's probably like, oh, what? <laughs> the yeah,
5: illuminator. The You're illuminator
2: a- and his power happens when he, when he has faith in God. That guy at that point, his dream job of working at Marvel had, had been diminished. To, to being a 15-year-old working at McDonald's at that point. And, That's when but his... I
3: think I think their target audience was me. Mm, yeah. I don't know about Marvel. I don't know about you, anything, you but I got young X-Men kids. At the yeah. time. So if they're like, hey, here's a Christian superhero. I'm like, yes, get it to my kid. Like, I think... Forty-three-year-old woman would be their target, of course, yeah, probably.
2: Uh, yeah. Which is like yeah, what makes true. this not even. This is a reason why Christian music never <laughs> progresses. Yep, is because it's always about the the soccer the mom. mom, and uh-huh. it's like I love soccer moms. Shout out to the soccer moms. I love y'all. Y'all make the best cookies. You know what I'm saying? Y'all make the best cookies, <laughs> and they buy a lot of things and, things and Y'all buy Powerful a whole lot consumer. of stuff. Disposable yeah. income.
3: Big consumers. Okay, I, I,
1: have, yeah. I have a breaking news. I have a breaking oh. news update, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Cause like you, while y- we're
0: recording yesterday, this?
1: Yesterday, right before our staff chat was talking about this, right before we posted this, somebody was like, hey, you!" Uh, somebody posted a link, said, hey, you can actually buy these used on Amazon. And I was like, oh, as I have a whole bookshelf of like Christian culture kitsch stuff, like, you know, old Jesus stuff. Anyway, anyway, I was like, this is a perfect addition to the collection. So I'm going to jump on and grab them. Right. Cause Tyler said, once we put word out about this, there's going to be other people with funny senses of humor. They're going to go grab these on Amazon. Cause there's not that oh, yeah. many of them. Right. Dude, oh, yeah. I bought them. I just now purchased. I just now purchased issue three because I have to have the full trilogy. Right. I, yeah, I sure. why did I buy two? I don't understand. Anyway, I just went on there they're going for 30 and $40 now, Tyler. Our thing yeah. went out there and the supply yeah. and demand, the, the prices the just shot up have. on the illuminator, man. The power we have. I'm glad you got in, Cameron. I got in for seven bucks.
4: I got I got NFTs like three days ago. NFTs uh, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> is very hard because because it never existed in digital form, so it's very difficult. I want to wanna die
2: up. right now.
7: <laughs> one final note: I, I got one final Illuminator note, and this is important to to be to make this very clear. That in the pages of Illuminator, they are people in in the comic are referencing events that are happening in X Men at that same time. So this is not die. an alternate universe. This is not like a one. off This is taking place. The Illuminator exists in in the marvel timeline universe proper. So theoretically he should still be there today. So they can Marvel could come out tomorrow and relaunch Illuminator no- issue 1. He's back.
4: But but think about the implications of that. You know, that mm-hmm. means we have yeah. we have evidence that the God of the Bible is not only something that exists, like, within the consciousness of the MCU. In other words, like, there are churches oh. in the MCU and people have Christianity. I'm not saying that Christianity exists in the MCU. Well, like, Wolverine I got think we've saved
1: kind of, in one of Yeah, the, yeah uh, we already know but, the Wolverine, But, but that. again,
4: but again yeah. that only confirmed that the concept of Christianity existed in the MCU. It did actually mean that the God of the Bible was in existence. But this is confirmation that all of what we've seen take place, including what what is being alluded to in these early episodes of Loki about different parallel timelines <laughs> of creation. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. means the implication of this is that the actual God of the Bible, you know, created the infinity stones, created these alternate timelines, created these, you know, beings that, you know, in Loki that we learn uh the 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 three holders of the time, that means that all of that was part of the creation narrative. And that uh, the that there was some part of the creation process for the Infinity Stones. That's what the implication of this is, because it's not just the co-
7: world upside down. I don't even know. It's it not just the my, flipping my universe around right now. But, but yeah. what I'm
4: saying is it's not just the concept of Christianity that exists. If his power yeah. is derived from God, that right. means the God of the Bible exists in the MCU. Am I, am I, am I, is I thinking wrong there? I, I think Comf-
1: so. Hey, but confirmation, Jesse, I'm on Amazon. I clicked on the author. The author of all three is Glenn Hurdling. You can go on Glenn Hurdling's author page. He also authored X-Men, Captain Universe, Deadpool, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, all the way down. So he, to your point, that the world he's like, that he's writing no from, Avengers. <laughs> he wrote Avengers. He wrote a bunch of that I haven't heard of. I can't, y'all got, I can't do this. Captain America, <laughs> Spider-Man. He's written Machine Man. I of that,
4: that one. But but that means that that means that Jamie God is like falling apart. That means that the God that we study created yeah. Asgard. He created yep. Yep. Um, vibranium. He well, yeah. created
3: all things. Yeah, vibranium. Yeah.
4: He created whatever yep. Titan race right. that Thanos is from. That's yep. what the implication is of this yep. whole thing, guys.
1: Tyler, Derek just got up. I think we I think we're I think we're burying the lead. Derek literally got up and left. We're burying the lead.
4: We're burying the lead that this is a story about a Christian comic. The the true story is God is real in the MCU, okay? Think about that, all right? When you fire up that new episode There's of Loki, headline. and yeah. they're doing this mind-bending thing about the nature of reality, hey, that's 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 the real headline, in my opinion, guys. Crazy.
1: It's crazy. And Derek literally left. He's so mad. <laughs> He's back.
3: Is, is that our news story for the I day? I
1: mean... I think it's not what he was gonna bring, but here I'm sending y'all the link.
2: But I think this is where we gotta we gotta pivot.
4: This is too much, and
1: I don't I don't blame you. I don't
4: I don't blame him.
2: Yeah, I got the I got the relevant fan question, okay. y'all. Yeah. All right, when the Illuminator comes to the MCU, uh-huh. who's gonna do the uh, soundtrack for the theme song?
7: Oh yeah, because who's getting, your favorite? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like they had Kendrick Lamar okay. for Black Panther. Yeah, they had Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know who's gonna do the who's gonna do the theme song. I, I feel like else. they just
4: pen, I feel like they just go ahead and pencil in Newsboys for this type of <laughs> <That's> thing. What,
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for actually, we did an article on the site that kind of breaks this down in pretty good depth. Yeah, and you yeah. should go check it out. And if, if you're get ready trying to buy. Mar- for
7: Marvel's booth at Comic Con 2021, it sounds
1: like we're going to get pretty. It sounds like yeah, whenever Comic Con comes in Nashville, this is the best cosplay <laughs> you could. Come up oh, with that's a deep a cut. Idea. Show up <laughs> as somebody illuminator. Should do, oh my god. Somebody
7: should do illuminator cosplay. I mean it's not a, you need a motorcycle helmet. It's easy.
2: There's <laughs> So many talented people in the relevant universe that that I know that somebody has a uh, illuminator can do costume. This. Please yeah. do it and post it. I look oh, for as sure. I'm telling you, if it don't go on the relevant well uh, Instagram, it will go on my I'm trying All to right. tell you right now, but right. I right. somebody Eat does it, yeah. Well, Illuminator as far as I
7: can tell on Google, there is no Illuminator cosplay that it, you would be the first. That would be a what a jewel. Make the Illuminator
1: crown. great again. Isn't that the whole thing with cosplay <laughs> at Comic Con is to have that yeah. deep cut that like Creativity, I'm the only yeah. one the here only the true Dude, fans. Illuminator. Yeah. Our mom
3: could make true. this for their, yeah. for their for their for her adult son that loves <laughs> this type of stuff. Easy. For, for their church harvest <laughs> yeah, party
4: yeah. <laughs> but, Jamie I could go over to the Kawasaki Ninja dealership right now and walk out of there
1: with a with it looking like the Illuminator yep, if I yep. wanted to Stop isn't Jamie. that the whole thing with cosplay at Comic-Con is to have that deep cut that like I'm the only one here dude illuminator
3: mm-hmm. some Shoot. mom could make this for their for their for her adult son that loves this type of stuff for, for their church <laughs> ha- harvest party. Jamie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I could go over to the Kawasaki Ninja dealership right now and walk out of there with yeah. it looking like the Illuminator yep. if I Stop. wanted to. Yep. Stop, Jamie! Be a whole,
1: yeah, yeah. Their church harvest party. <laughs> Jamie's kids are going to be dressed as the Illuminator this October.
2: Why, well, I gotta oh be her gosh. adult son, Jamie. You ain't had to do it like that, Jamie.
3: <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Comic Con, or <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, your, your
1: husband goes as the custodian, and then one of your kids goes as the illuminator.
3: Oh yeah, we could do a whole family Halloween mm-hmm. costume. You'll be yeah. the most
1: popular people at the at the party. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna have all three editions uh, uh, shipped here, so uh, I'll take pictures of all the pages so you can get okay, the full narrative. Okay, so we'll know what kind of costumes narrative. to make. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, th- that wasn't what we planned for. Relevant news. There's a lot going on. Follow Relevant on all the socials. We're uh, covering the intersection of faith and culture every day. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, everybody. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Sleeping at Last joins us. You're listening to Bleachers. The song is How Dare You Want More. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Well, our guest today is Ryan O'Neill, but you probably know him as Sleeping At Last. His music has been heard on popular films and TV shows, most notably Grey's Anatomy. And since 2016, he's released a series of new music that explores different themes of human development, senses, emotions, and a song for each of the nine unique Enneagram types. It's a phenomenal project. Here's part of our conversation with a great artist and friend. You're Sleeping At Last.
8: Cause I'm really we
6: I've joked around with a couple like even my wife where we were watching something on TV the other day and uh, there's a somebody playing in the background uh, they're at like a bar and I was just like guess guess my percentage of how much I miss touring <laughs> she's like 25 percent <laughs> I'm like minus 1,000 percent you do not miss <laughs> it at all and no that's it to be fair I actually some of my like favorite moments in my career have actually been on tour and I really do like when it goes well I'm embarrassed to admit when it goes well I love it <laughs> it's so it's so fun i feel like i served the song i you know served the vision of the song and i, I felt like you know it came off okay and um i wasn't you know crippling uh, <laughs> inside <laughs> with uh with insecurity let me tell
8: you now. it feels like
6: early on in my career i would i would make like regular full-length records and spend you know a year in the studio (laughs) and trying to hammer these things out and at that point like especially with my first record ghost the idea was like if if the If I didn't try every single idea, then I I failed the songs. But the problem with that is that by the end of recording those songs, you end up losing all thread of what you liked about it in the first place. Like you've you've gone so far down the road. And I feel like what I've learned, um, especially with my yearbook project, which was about 10 years ago. I learned that by writing more quickly and trying to like uh, for that one in particular I was writing 36 songs over the course of a year and so every month there was a deadline to finish three songs and so and I announced it so I kind of had to hold myself to it people were waiting for those songs and the funny thing that uh, the the funny result with that was that I, I really like even now 10 years later like I deeply love those songs like they feel they feel closer to the source. What's interesting about lyrics? I, when I first started writing, uh, however many years ago, I kept finding myself attracted to visual writing, which is a weird thing to say. But I, I, I like descriptions of things. I like for comparisons. I like uh, analogies. So I've always write in that format, without kind of thinking about it until you know the last <laughs> several years, of being like, all right, I should probably, you know, think through some other ways of looking at some something. Well, it took
8: a Just to find a single melody
6: when I started doing the yearbook idea, which was 10 years ago, the the three songs per month concept that kind of led to some thematic writing. Like, you know, there was a December EP and I was like, all right, I've never tried to write a Christmas song. So it'd be really fun to try my hand at a Christmas song. And so kind of putting these creative restraints um, on myself Hmm. have actually been really, really helpful and informative to how I'm approaching the lyrics or, um, and then obviously I've, I've, I got to the point of working on Atlas, which is a, a concept album over the course of, I think it'll end up being around 60 songs, uh, 50, 50 to 60 songs. And what I love about that is that I know when I'm going to start my day at the studio or when I'm just attempting to write, if I'm writing a song called, um, I don't know, uh, hearing, I know that there's a lot of things that won't work with that concept of hearing or sight. I I, like, I, I, it it creates a a framework for me to kind of play around in. And then when I'm starting to work on the lyrics, that's when I get really excited about all the research, like for human development and all Mm -hmm. the different types Mm -hmm. of, uh, types of things that I've had the privilege of writing about.
8: Rain or shine, I don't feel a thing. Just some information upon my
6: skin.
8: I miss the subtle
6: aches. I wrote a song with a buddy of mine. Uh, this is like probably six, six or seven years ago, and um, he had he was kind of playing around with a couple different approaches to, to lyric writing, and one of the ones that he was excited about, he was like just so whatever you're mumbling just let's let's write down the closest words to whatever like whatever you know you're wow. whatever fake words you're mumbling throughout the song and then let's just like make an abstract painting <laughs> out of out of these words and i it, i've done that i think probably uh, you know some of my first songs probably had no uh, aim <laughs> or direction at all um, but I had since then I've never even thought about like yeah writing completely abstractly would be so fun and so I, I've tried a little bit of that and there's definitely in my Atlas project there are some themes that definitely lend itself to being significantly more abstract like I, I had several songs based on darkness and several songs based on light where it's like okay I can play around in that sandbox for, for days
8: <laughs> These moving parts
6: So much of my writing does feel like a form of therapy for me. Like I if if nobody listened to my music anymore, I would still do it because I feel very much like this is how I'm this is how I'm processing who I am, this is how I'm how I'm feeling, this is this is my my understanding of the world is is through the lens of music basically. One thing I was kind of learning too, even with the themes that I'm about to explore with Atlas Three is mm-hmm. Like every system of thinking, every um, philosophy, every theory that exists, uh, really, if you look at the healthier levels of every step of the way, it's just a form of letting go. Like every single version, like oh, the mm-hmm. best point of the enneagram, like if we're at our absolute best, that actually is a complete like letting go of all the all of the baggage that we carry with us, and even down the line with uh, with things like spiral dynamics or integral theory or uh, like you you start i have started to recognize that like oh like in every teaching that i keep coming across the best version of that the healthiest version of that is like this massive form of of letting go and and mm-hmm. i think that that can only happen through that like internal internal work
8: now hold on let me finish no i'm not saying Perfect in this life, but we'll only know for certain if we try. I, I want to sing some words.
1: That was Ryan O'Neill. Make sure to check out Sleeping at Last wherever you get your music. Incredible stuff. All right, stay tuned up next. It slices. Uh-huh.
2: Tear fat, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void, and when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Uh-huh. Tear fat, paranoid, I put you over everything to fill the void, when you're gone, will I have anything or will I be destroyed? Yeah. Right lights pass me in the city. It's emergency. I'm thankful because I made it past my 30s. No one me. Still remember vivid leaders that poured a gun on me. I'm petrified by moving
1: You're like You're listening to Jay Cole and Lil Baby. The song is Pride is the Devil. Okay, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, well, what if I
4: told you guys that the first human to live forever could be walking among us right now? And that first huh? human... Is a well-known figure and just turned ninety years old. What I'm talking about, William Shatner. Um, oh William God. Shatner <laughs> has signed on to be. Which, by the way, for ninety, he looks fantastic. Okay,
1: right. he he. I mean, the, wait, he's ninety. When he's doing those Priceline commercials, he was like eighty-seven. Yeah, That's when crazy. he did like bleep, bleep. My dad says, which
4: that wasn't that long ago. Remember the little Twitter meme that was a CBS sitcom for a short run. That means yeah. he signed on to do that when he was like eighty-four. That is that very impressive. That means our William best Sean. days are
3: ahead, guys. That's what that means right there. Exactly. Exactly.
4: That's like Betty White
1: think, status. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. yeah. Good for it's, him.
4: It's very impressive. So... Um, you know, he has signed on to be the first person, uh, well, according to the marketing materials, but the first person <laughs> to use a new technology, uh, called story file. Uh, now I'm going to read It's best if I probably just read from some of the press materials because I don't want to overstate what they're capable of, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's a little complicated. So, um, On his birthday, William Shatner and LA tech company StoryFile announced that he is exploring a new frontier of AI and that he'd be the first of many to use StoryFile life to create interactive, conversational, AI-powered videos to preserve his memory and legacy for generations to come beyond the limitations of time and space. Okay, so here's a little breakdown. Uh, StoryFile will launch uh, this month, bringing the world a new type of interactive storytelling uh, that will change how we remember, how we interact, how we share stories, And how we teach generations and learn. The technology includes a uh, patented artificial intelligent interactive memory system, which uses natural language processing and other innovative technologies. It can be used with all with connected devices like VR, blah blah blah. Okay, so the idea is this: if you wanted to employ this technology, and you knew that when you uh, uh, pass on to the great timeline in the in the sky, uh, (laughs) um, um, (laughs) or whatever the implications. of of the Illuminator are, um, then it means that you can have a version of yourself that will will live behind virtually. Um, Now, it seems like kind of rudimentary um, in its execution, though conceptually, you know, you can see the implications. The idea is that this company would go, you know, sit you down for a series of interviews and talk about a variety of topics. Uh, You know, they would then use them and they would kind of use uh, meta tags In the video file that would interact with voice, uh, what's it, voice to speech or, or speech to, you know, kind of text searches in real time. So basically, after you died, someone in your family could fire up this little hologram turn on a video on their phone, use a VR headset, and say, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm good. You know, what, hey, what What do you think about this? And and using, sourcing the interview files that you did with them, you'd be able to talk and discuss things on a range of topics so that these files that represent a version of you um, would be able to interact with people after you're gone. Now, William Shatner is sort of just doing this as, I'm assuming, just sort of uh, some sort of publicity thing, but... I thought this was really interesting because it's one small step, and it's very rudimentary. Because I can't, you know, I, I don't think the AI is sophisticated enough where it's thinking about how you process thoughts and your kind of philosophical outlook to make you say things that you never actually recorded on these videos. But it's not that far of a leap to think that that is the next evolution of this, where you could fill out questionnaires, do a bunch of interviews, upload, you know, a bunch of yourself talking and AI would interpret your positions based on what you thought so that people could bring, quote unquote, bring you back to try to understand what you think about things. This could either be kind of a cool little bit of creepy sort of memorial thing, or this could go into like
2: Black Mirror territory pretty quickly Sounds here. Like,
3: isn't there a Black Mirror episode Oh, we're like already
2: this? in Black Mirror territory. Yeah. We, we there. We ain't
3: didn't the wife do Cream that to her husband it. in the in the
4: episode? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh for, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, he like lived
3: so, up in the attic.
4: Yeah. And, and so, uh, well, uh, so this is um this is a science fiction innovation that at least a, a early version. And I'm and look, I haven't tried StoryFile. It's just launching this month, so there's not been like time to like kick tires with it or anything. But. I think this is something that on paper seems like a cool idea. Like, oh, imagine if you could go fire up this thing and go talk to your, you know, your grandmother after she passed away or something. Um, I think in concept, it's not like some sort of uh, a terrible idea. But I also think that the actual implications of it are pretty unsettling. Jamie, is this something Is this something that kind of rubs you the wrong way?
3: Well, As I'm an sitting idea. here thinking, and I'm like, two questions. Like, when someone dies, there's like closure, right? But yeah. then this feels like there's never closure. You know what I'm mm. saying? like Right. Yeah. So doesn't it feel like that like, a little like bit? if you
4: like basically if you could, if if during the grief process, you always knew there was the option of firing up a video and, and conversing with that person. Would it prevent you from having closure? I could see that case. But I guess my pushback would be like, what about the what about the great grandkids who never met their grandmother? For sure. Right. And so instead of just showing them like a little video montage that we played at the funeral, hey, uh-huh. we got a, we got a little A.I. thing that you can interact with. Do you think there's validity there, or do you think this is just a slippery slope to really creepy stuff?
3: It feels creepy to me like that's my first instinct is it feels creepy, but then also when you say it like that, I'm like, well, what like what if like my my husband died when my kids were real little, and then as they grow yeah. up, I get to show them what their dad was like I mean that's and the kid could that's say, intriguing. "Hey, Dad,
4: give me. I'm going on my first date today. Give me advice." And the father could say, Aww. using this AI, like, you know, that that hypothetically, that's an application. But so is weird right. creepiness. They're, so is weird
1: creepiness. They're actively working on physical avatars too, robots with the likeness of these people that'll be able to have the AI intelligence. In fact, this hologram thing is new. That's why you're reporting it, I guess. But I, I was hear in reports about companies working on robotic interfaces. That would have AI, so you could sit in a physical room with the person and talk to them and hear their memories and things like that. And that they would download somehow, download, they're trying to crack the nut on how they can download the full memory bank of somebody's brain. Yeah. And then they'll have live memories, live reasoning, and the AI would be sophisticated enough with facial expressions and everything that you're like sitting down and talking to grandpa. You're not like yeah. having to look at a hologram.
4: Well well they, they, and this might be the first consumer application of that concept. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's probably where they want to go and the technology probably exists but not on a consumer level. This is one that's rolling out literally this month and yeah. I think will open a, the door to I, a lot of
1: I think I mean every future movie we've seen that like they have like they don't have receptionists yeah. in the lobby, they have hologram information kiosks and stuff and I think like that could actually be a fine Application that, that of is.
4: But what but what when you're talking about the whole construct of this isn't to have fake people doing right. real jobs, it's having to do people who existed, yeah. having their their likenesses and even thought patterns sort of appropriated for a future time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where it's going what if like, they appropriate uh,
3: wrong thoughts. Yeah. It, well, you exactly. Know. I
4: mean, you kind of yeah. open up. Grandpa was kind of a freak, here. yo. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Man, Grandpa gave me some ter- <laughs> like they got their like the people at story file like crossed over two different grandpas, and it's like, man, you thought some weird,
1: you know?
3: Where did yeah. Grandpa grow up? How old was yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All right. What do you have, Jamie?
3: Well, you know, there's constant conversations about, you know, is everything in the Bible true? Like is mm-hmm. the flood true? Is mm-hmm. Jonah uh, and the whale true? And let me just tell you that this happened recently. We've got a real life Jonah heading to a situation. Michael Packard, all right, just had an experience that he'll never forget is that he is a lobster diver. So that's his job. Off the coast of Cape Cod every morning, this particular day, he had already caught a hundred pounds of lobster. Okay. So they go in their diver gear. He jumps in and the person in the boat sees his little white bubbles from his diver gear going off. And then all of a sudden he sees something that he thought was a great white shark and then no more bubbles. Like he's gone. And so he thinks, holy crap, my friend just got eaten by a great white shark. Oh my gosh. But then it is not a great white shark. You guys, it is a humpback whale. And he swallowed him into his mouth. Michael was in the mouth of a shark. A just like whale. Jonah.
1: humpback whale. A humpback shark.
3: Oh yeah, that's a big difference. A humpback well, was whale. It,
1: was it a brief or did... Would, like, or did... I, I heard this story. It was about 40 seconds that he was fully he in said, the mouth, right?
3: He said about 8 a.m. He plunged forty-five deep, 45 feet deep, almost reached the ocean floor when he felt this truck hit me and everything just went dark, he said. And then he says this. And I could feel stuff, hard stuff all around me. And I thought... Did I just get eaten by a white shark? And then I said, No, I don't feel any teeth. And he said, Oh my God, I'm in the mouth of a whale while his mouth is shut. And so then he, the, the, the whale threw him out and he lived. Spit him and in. he, <laughs> is ironically, he's up. on
4: his way to modern day, modern day Nineveh to do to some Nineveh evangelism
3: as we speak. Um, so he got some bruises on his legs and he ended up getting spit out of a humpback whale. And his wife is now requesting that he gets a new job. And he's like, no, that's what I do. I die for lobsters.
1: You know, we all have that friend that like we have some big news or something crazy happened to us and we tell our group of friends. And then that one friend always tries to one up your story. There is nobody <laughs> in the world who could right. one up this Seriously. man's story. That's nobody it. ever. <laughs> I got eaten by a humpback whale. Yep. What do
4: you got? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Even yeah, right. even by
4: even by like someone who like by Bible standard stories like, hey, man, I got a fight with this guy who's a giant and I beat him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I got swallowed by a literal whale. So literal. Whale. Yeah, yeah. spit up. Yeah.
1: Fought my way
3: out. And he they spit say me out. he spit him out. They say humpback whales are not out to eat. They're not um going to attack. And so it was clearly an accident. In case you're wondering if anyone's upset with these whales, it was clearly an accident that he swallowed him.
1: Mm-hmm. Crazy. And he lived to Crazy. tell. All right, Derek,
2: what do you have? I know what Derek has. As y'all can tell, I have been utterly distracted from our pod these past few slices because I have found the best game in the app store, period. (laughs) Is it free
3: or do I have to pay for it?
2: It's free, Ooh. but although there are micro payments inside, so <laughs> yes. you know that you get free to start it. Fair but enough. if you really, really, really want to really be good at this game, you kind of gotta buy the micro joints. So this game is called Church Tycoon. <laughs> okay. So the way this thing starts out is it's a church, and all there's a musician in there, and you can add the pastor. Mm-hmm. You can add treasury assistance and you unlock different rows of pews and your goal is to fill the pews with people and True. each pastor that you put there has special powers so you got the love pastor Then i I just unlocked the miracle pastor so like when you unlock <laughs> his fill, power fill it yeah yeah like fish and bread fall from the sky. And it increases the amount of money that people give. And, uh, and the goal <laughs> its just little people walking around with bags collecting money. <laughs> Not everybody, uh, here. <laughs> little, church, little church, little church mothers walking around with these bags, and then, then they put it in the offering plate up front, and then this lady comes back out of the treasury with this big old sack on her back like Santa Claus, and just takes gobs of money. To so the, the, bag. the goal is to get the most money possible. The so most like, money. The it's goal not the is to run the bag the, up. That's it. That's the so, goal.
1: So you get the most money by having the most people. It's not the most. Pe- the goal being the most people to reach. The Lost is to get more people in the nah, seats they're they, they, they
2: not even trying I mean, to go illuminator phase bible yeah, man yeah. they're not even trying to do none of that they like look let's get to the bed so this game <laughs> this game is was definitely made by somebody currently deconstructing right now
4: there's no question there's not
2: a question at all this was made by somebody currently deconstructing as we speak and they're just like screw this
4: I, I just googled it and it's framed as Church tycoon Church Simulator, brought to you by uh, uh, the Liturgist. So I don't, I don't know. Oh I don't I can't confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm, Derek. <laughs> You can no, either but confirm it, or deny. Whoever did it, I, I honestly feel like probably has a pretty sharp sense of uh, of satire. Um, I would assume that's their motivation is to kind of uh, gamify gamify an interesting point about. Um, you know, about the absurdity of kind of some large mega church institutions. I would assume that's the motivation for the developers. But who Can knows? you
1: buy like your your pastor like better clothes, better cars, better shoes, stuff like that? Nah, like, so you, you
2: just can- you nah you just <laughs> update the pa- you just upgrade the pastor. So you okay. just like just get 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 a different guy do, do you know who the like,
1: ultimate pastor is like do you know what you're going for or is it just like different nah, ones unlock on and you got to try them out to see which ones <laughs> get do, the most money i
2: do wish
4: the microtransaction would buy you like a new pair of like nike air well, fear god well hold on let's look at the
2: nike Let's look at the transactions you can make. But, right, but hey, Let's, J- Joel
1: Osteen, Robert Morris are better at raising money than I, than the sneaker I did, sneaker get, I did get the Yeezy.
4: I got the Yeezy upgrade uh, <laughs> in the church so, merch. <laughs> you know. Church so merch. if you
2: if you five hundred dollar church sweatpants s- with Yeezys. So if you buy incense, it actually adds <laughs> extra powers to the church. So incense. What kind of you, church? Then no. you could get like the Eternal Grace offer offering. And that removes the ads. So then you have the Genesis <laughs> offer. <laughs> it the if you get the Genesis <laughs> offer for twenty nine ninety nine, you get one apocalyptic chest plus one heavenly chest plus eight other chests. Then you get forever two times incense and a bunch of pearls. And when you close the uh when you close the app and you come back later, it says you were making money while you slept. And then you get more money while you were asleep so Mm. this this is a pretty uh it's a very awful game i'm not gonna lie to y'all it's it's, it's an awful game but it's awfully funny though like like okay
4: yeah i'm just gonna assume that it is uh 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 you know some degree of of sharp satire you know here i i have because otherwise it's just people that run out of ideas for making games you know it's one of the two
1: yeah, it's like I play games during church. I don't want to play a game of, of church. About,
2: about church. church. Oh, you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm playing candy like during an, it's church. It's like an exception, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, what about playing church tycoon in church? And I'm like, I'd be a better pastor than this guy. I could make way more offering than this guy. Anyway, all right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. It's our quarter life conversation. And then what's Jesse thinking? listening to Peggy Goo and Yuck. The song is Nabi. Well, if you've been following along the last few months, uh, we've been doing a content series called Quarter Life, specifically focused on the issues and topics that you tackle in your 20s. We've talked about everything from career to faith, relationships, mental health, and so much more, bringing on well-known authors, entrepreneurs, faith leaders, and others. We're doing it to encourage and inspire you to make the most of this time of life. Uh, We do a new article every Tuesday and Thursday at relevantmags.com and have a a quarter-life conversation here on the podcast. I think this might be the last week. Maybe there's one more. It's been a 12-week series and it was presented by UHSM. As you're rethinking everything in your 20s, might as well rethink your healthcare as well. Go check out what UHSM is doing. It's revolutionary what they're doing with Christian Health care, sharing. It's very cool. Well, our quarter life conversation today is with Sheila Gregor, Rebecca Lindenbach, and Joanna Sawatsky. Uh, The trio wrote The Great Sex Rescue, which surveyed 20,000 Christian women about the message they received from the church about sex. The book discusses the results while offering a new narrative the church can use, a biblical view of sex where mutuality, intimacy, and passion are present. The women spoke to us about how the church's current message came to be, the damage that's been done to women because of that message, and how moving forward the church can change its direction in ways that will better honor God, each other, and our bodies. Here is our conversation with Sheila Gregor, Rebecca Lindenbach, and Joanna Sawatsky.
7: does the fix look like here? What does the new narrative need to be for women who are um, whether they're married, they're dating, they're, they're just coming, they're, they're, in the case of many of our readers, they're teenagers are they're very young. They're just kind of entering the dating scene. What do they need to be aware of and how can that narrative shift?
0: I think one of the biggest things we need to do and I try to do this in chapter one, and we carry it through the entire book, is we need to change the definition of sex. When you look at scripture, biblical sex is not one-sided intercourse. Biblical sex is always intimate. You know, Adam knew his wife Eve, we laugh about the terminology, but that word for to know is this deep intimacy, and God used that word for a reason. So, Adam knew his wife, it's intimate, we know from Song of Solomon that it's pleasurable, and we know from 1 Corinthians 7 that it's mutual. So if we think of sex as something which is mutual, pleasurable, and intimate, then if they're having one-sided intercourse for 10 years we know she's already being deprived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a question of, hey, you know, we're our sex life is good because we're having intercourse. No, it's like, is it mutual, pleasurable, and intimate? Are yeah. both people being considered? And I think that's what's missing is we're totally ignoring her experience. We think it's an extra. And I think what's interesting when you mentioned that we have a lot of younger readers on Relevant as well, is
9: that um, when we talk about sex as just intercourse, I, I'm, I'm sure that I don't know. I know that when I was growing up in the church, there's a lot of conversations of, well, I'm a technical virgin. I couldn't have made a baby with what we did, right? Like that kind of uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. I think that we've really failed young people in talking about sex in terms of don't do it. And then once you get married, you can do it as much as you can. Mm -hmm. I think we need to not be afraid as a church to give teenagers and young adults and dating people and engaged people the full story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we tend to just kind of think ah, eh, they just just don't do it. And then you'll figure it out. And our study has found that is very much not the case.
7: This is also going to involve, in addition to tr- trying to help women in the church in particular, reframe the idea of what sex is. This is this involves a pretty big reframing for men as well. And if you could speak to the guys specifically, I'm sure it's a pretty similar message. But how would you frame it for our male readers?
0: We think the big message that boys need to hear that they're not hearing really revolves around the lust message. Um, this idea yeah. that all men struggle with lust, it's every man's battle. We think what's happening. Happened is that sexual attraction has been conflated with lust. Mm-hmm. And so, boys sure. are growing up thinking, if I find a girl attractive, I have already lusted. And so, I am just a dirty, rotten sinner. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is a person who looks with lust. So, it's a deliberate action plus a deliberate mindset. I really believe that we are raising a lot of boys to have a lot of shame they were never meant to carry. Um, And the constant lust message, I think, drives boys towards desperation and often drives boys towards porn too, because they're told all guys lust, you can't resist it. Mm -hmm. So we need a much better conversation around lust that sexual attraction is normal, sexual feelings are normal. But with those feelings comes the responsibility to treat others with dignity and humanity. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the way we've
9: talked to boys and the way we've talked to girls, like you said, like the, the one black dot on the giant white piece of paper for me and my youth group, it was a year, a bucket of gummy bears. And every time you do anything, you've eaten some of the gummy bears and you only have this empty bucket to hand your husband. The goal is to almost scare or control people into um, doing the right behavior. But we haven't been focusing on the heart right? We've been focusing on make sure Mm -hmm. you don't lust. So make sure you don't even look at any woman you find attractive, bounce your eyes, make sure you don't ever let your eyes rest on someone who might cause you temptation. Um, but where's the heart of Jesus is not in, you aren't able to look at women, um, without disrespecting them that that's not healthy. Right? So I think similarly like we've told people just don't have sex until you're married then have all the sex that you want We've told boys just don't lust and then once you get married you can in essence lust mm-hmm. after this one woman for the rest of your life we need to get back to what's the heart of it all and you know what it's probably going to be a little bit messier and it's going to be harder to control our kids it's going to be harder to control you know the congregation as a, in in a, in general if we're talking with nuance um but if our goal is controlled and we've already lost <laughs> Um, But if our goal is health Mm -hmm. and holistic understanding, you know, we might have some people realizing like, okay, yeah, that was we went too far. We went too far. But I, I hope that if we become a culture who talks about this in a more nuanced way, the we went too far doesn't then get followed by. And so I've lost some of my worth.
1: That was Sheila Gregoire, Rebecca Lindenbach, and Joanna Sawatsky. You can read more of that conversation in the quarter life section at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to check out the feature we did in the new issue of Relevant, the summer issue on this very topic. And you might just see some quotes from those ladies. Uh, their book, The Great Sex Rescue is available now. Go check it out and stay tuned. Up next, it's What's Jesse Thinking?
7: This week on Relevant Recommends, we're talking about Loki, Tom Hiddleston's return to the MCU, co-starring the great Owen Wilson. We'll also be covering other TV shows that should be on your radar this June. Check it all out at relevantmagazine.com.
1: You're listening to Judah. The song is Hallelujah's song, Psalm 103. A little remix action. Okay, it's time for...
3: What's Jesse thinking?
1: Huh? Uh, Jesse, we've covered a lot of weird stuff on the show. Oh, yeah. What I'm could gonna, you possibly be thinking? I'm going to bring us all back that. down to
4: earth here and talk <laughs> about the
1: thing that America really wants <laughs> to know. okay Uh,
4: you know world leaders are convening right now the largest protestant denomination in the country has just had a very important meeting Mm -hmm. Uh, you know bible games are launching across platforms I know what our listeners want. that's why I'm thinking about Shark Week (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shark Week is coming in July July 11th it kicks off and when I was a kid Shark Week was actually a big deal like I loved it okay the glory days of Shark Week they followed a very simple formula and that Uh was was put a bunch of scientists that look like Steve Zissou on a boat with clipboards <laughs> and drag like fake seals behind speedboats and see how high <laughs> you get sharks to jump while the guys take notes on the boat. <laughs> that was every special. Okay. Then cages entered the equation and people start mm-hmm. swimming in the, in the ocean. Chum in the, the, the cages. water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: It, but it was all based in like scientists doing something, you know, I, that sometimes I was over my head, but I could at least appreciate. They're gathering they're to, some
3: kind of data. Yeah, and then and at one point free they free
1: dive sometimes, cage free to get there, and, and like they're pushing them, and they're, yeah, they're punching, them. punching yeah.
4: Them. Yeah. They're the sharks too much. You have scientists fist fighting sharks for science, <laughs> and that was like, okay, I'm down for this. All right, I love. I'm I'm not a scientist, but I appreciate scientists. I science. I like shark. You know, I think sharks are cool. So. A few years, I mean, it's probably been almost 10 years now when, when you know, Shark Week became self-aware at that point, where, you know, they, at first, uh, Discovery Channel started uh, airing fake documentaries about like sharks that didn't exist. Then they did a fake mermaid documentary without disclosing it was fake and putting it in the middle of shark week, shark week, you know, <laughs> they had like shark week after dark where they would bring like comedians who are a little sauced in to talk about shark stuff, even though they didn't <laughs> have, it was like Tara Reed who I'm not throwing shade at, but she does. She admitted she didn't know anything about s- sharks. And she was just speculating wildly about, ha- you know, the habits of sharks. I know that's not why I'm watching Shark Week so I've been you know Discovery's kind of turned a <laughs> corner they've launched Discovery Plush they're partnering with Chip and Joe you know they're really kind of rethinking their brand and moving away they, from that lowbrow stuff they just merge
1: with Warner HBO and everything is coming over to be part prestige, of the prestige the, absolutely right, right. Like, yeah. so
4: I, w- I was uh, I was thinking you know Shark Week's going to be back and it's going to be cool we got better cameras now we can make sharks jump even higher like no. this is
1: what I want okay we got whales eating humans I mean this is a whole new <laughs> (laughs)
4: This should be the golden age of Shark Week. now, I read some press materials that made me a little concerned. Uh Um, Not only listen, I'm fine that celebrities, including ironically, William Shatner, Tiffany Haddish, Brad Paisley and the cast of Jackass will make appearances during the week. That was a little that was a red flag. But so was uh, them claiming that this would be the most jawsome lineup ever. (laughs) That was a major red flag. Oh, no. But then I read that this year it was going were we're going to debut Discovery's first ever shark competitive docu-series called Shark Academy. This is not a document series. This is a reality show. They have placed basically a Jersey Shore real-world style reality show on a shark hunting boat okay they have taken what? terrible reality tv and put it on a shark boat uh, i, I want to play it. A, a, t- if you think i'm exaggerating okay i want to play a clip of what what we're in for clark uh, just play like that that this is going to be under a minute here uh, uh, but i want you guys to hear what they've done to shark
1: week no clark. my recruits will be living at sea sharing cramped quarters and put to work on board
9: there's oil everywhere.
1: It's a pressure cooker environment. They'll fight. I wasn't targeting you like, Ryan,
4: You were telling me, like, I don't know what this means.
3: Some oh, cat! F- no, 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 you shut no. your no. mouth. They'll flirt.
6: He will do anything that I say. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm
6: going to leave it at that. But they'll need to stay focused. Watch out. Oh, you're going to get bit if you don't
4: stop. OK, flirting. OK, cut, cut, cut. There's a hot tub (laughs) on the shark boat.
3: Okay? There's two... This is like Jersey Shore and Survivor on a boat. Thank you!
1: Hey, hey, hey. I... Jesse... There's a hot tub on the shark boat. I was with you during the Sharknado era. They lost me. I don't need your CG. I don't need your drama to show me the sharks. But you know that I am a connoisseur of trash reality TV. And over the last two nights, I have actually been uh, binging below deck. Uh, sailing yacht, okay? So this is essentially the shows that I'm already watching, but you're adding sharks to the equation. That sounds awesome to me. I'm not with you. I'm, I'm watching it. I love it. I didn't it know all. you
3: were Listen. a reality oh, yeah. TV oh, yeah. connoisseur, oh, yeah. Okay, Okay, oh, yeah. here's the thing. If I want to watch Bravo, I want to go
1: I home. I don't if have enough <laughs> drama in my life, Jamie, <laughs> so I like to absorb it in the evenings. It, it, yeah.
4: If I, if I want to watch Bravo... W- yeah. I watch Bravo. I don't need right. I don't need marine biologist Bravo. OK, <laughs> just give me Shark Week. Give me Bravo. Like as soon as one marine biologist throws a mimosa in the face of another <laughs> marine biologist in a hot tub. OK, you've gone too and far, so, Discovery. And then Still someone's going to say, Nando. I'm jumping
3: off this boat. And so they're yeah. going to jump into the water with the sharks and someone's going yeah. to come in and oh, get them. Awesome. And then they're going to cry. And- I'm
1: in. Give me more drama. It's too I far. love it. It's too far. No natos. Yes. Give me this. I'm in Shark Academy. All right.
4: Just spin, a, just spin it off. Bravo. Just have a Bravo Shark Week and have a Discovery Channel. Oh. Okay. Just do that for for people who want to watch this. You put it on. Put it on like a network. You know, like
3: have a hoarder Shark Week. Have someone who hoards <laughs> shark teeth and put it on A and I don't care, Derek. What are you thinking, Derek? Where are I'm you? in a I'm,
2: I, I'm in a I'm in a Matrix, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the matrix. Like, I'm I'm in an alternative reality that is programmed by computers to keep us from not seeing the this real truth. This is the hologram. Like I'm yeah. in the matrix. This is the hologram. I'm in the matrix. That's what it is. Uh, Don't unplug me, I guess. Just, just, I'll roll with it, you know? Jesse, I do trends. think
3: that I think one of the, I'm going to call it right now, one of the previews for the next episode is uh. going to lead us to believe that somebody was bitten by a shark. Oh,
4: Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. Next time. Yeah, be, and they're going to do the same thing. And they're going to show a little bit of blood. Ship. Yeah. Yep. Whether. Yeah. Exactly. Here's how it's going to be after the first episode. <laughs> They'll be like next week on whatever you know. What are the Shark it's not Academy? Next week. It's Shark yeah. Week. It's like yeah. this is going oh, to be every day. N- yeah. Tomorrow night on Shark yeah. Academy, and they're going to do the reality TV thing where it's a handheld camera of like a cameraman running somewhere, and you're like <laughs> yeah. bouncing around. There's a brief <laughs> shot of blood, then it cuts to black, and all you hear is beep beep. Is she okay? Then you hear a producer go, "We need to call <laughs> somebody," and then it, it. You know what I mean, like. We've already seen this guys. Yeah, we know this how this will play. That is how all of these they operate under the same it. formula. This and it should is, not be a This important. is the best.
1: You're taking below this deck up a level. I love it. I'm in. Count Why me do in. they have a
4: hot tub on the surface of the shark boat? What what is what point does that serve? Other,
3: you know, they you need, need to it. relax after a long day yeah. of gathering data yeah. on sharks. Yeah. You're down there with We're sore muscles. Drink what are you gonna do? In the hot There's tub? no masseuse. Yeah. You gotta be
1: able to chill out. People can't work 24 hours a day, Jesse. <laughs> There's a bartender on the shark boat. I don't actually know. Yeah. I mean, I wish
5: there There's a bartender
4: yeah. and a DJ on the shark boat. There's no need
5: for that. <laughs>
1: Oh man, it's an R and R man. People need balance in their lives. They got to shark work all day, and then they got to relax all night. Come on, let them have. I'm the about to
4: go zone. back
2: to playing a Church Tycoon, y'all.
4: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse, Church Tycoon or what they're doing to Shark Week or
1: guys. the
2: Illuminator. Uh, I
1: mean, we've had some three low points, cultural low points on this episode. A lot, lot of Illuminator. Questions
3: it's more questions and answers three, today, guys. We, we,
1: we have unveiled three different horsemen of the apocalypse that are in
4: the
1: <laughs> <set>. <laughs> Hi, James. I, I agree fight. I agree oh man all right well that'll do it for her.
6: what's Jesse thinking
1: huh? well before we wrap it up I want to mention a few things in little housekeeping notes many thanks to Ryan O'Neill sleeping at last for joining us today you can stream his albums anywhere you get your music you won't regret it incredible stuff uh, thanks also to Sheila Gregora, Rebecca Lindenbach, and Joanna Sawatsky for joining us. You can check out their book, The Great Sex Rescue, which is available now. And like I mentioned, read more of that conversation over at the Quarter Life section at RelevantMagazine.com, presented by UHSM. And while you're over there, you can grab our new free ebook, The Quarter Life Handbook. It's a free download. It features amazing insight. Practical advice from leaders like Christine Kane, Sean Iniquis, Scott Harrison, many more. The the resource and the whole Quarter Life series are available for free thanks to UHSM. And while you're at the site, make sure to check out the big new summer issue of Relevant. It's out now. Features some great conversations with the likes of Yvonne Orgy, Dante Bo, Christine Kane, Japanese Breakfast, so many more. Some think pieces. It's the biggest collection of features we've ever done. The summer issue of Relevant. It's out now and available for free and ad-free thanks to UHSM. You can check it out at com slash magazine. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. Jesse Carey.
3: I'm Jamie Ivey.
2: And I'm confused you said that last week you can't be confused every week yes I'm confused again I'm confused again like this this, I'm for real I, I did not expect that this show was gonna have a, a failed comic from Marvel with Tommy Nelson a game where you could have you could build a church empire mm-hmm. and a shark reality show mm-hmm. I'm just so I did not expect that hey, this is I'm the confused. world we live
4: in I, I, I this, had high
3: hopes for
2: 2020. this is the world we too. live
3: in <laughs> Oh yeah!
2: Also, in a Black Mirror episode, also that's coming to life. Let's not forget about that. Also, yeah,
4: uh, William Shatner's now immortal. Yeah, they they (laughs) might
3: bring the guy that just got swallowed by the whale. He Mm -hmm. might fly in to do a course with them on what to do Do if if you you fall overboard and a whale swallows you.
4: I like it, and then in a twist, in a twist, he gets he has a little too much to drink after in the hot tub, and sparks fly with him and uh, Paulie D, um, who for some reason is now Uh. captaining the shark vessel.
2: So yes, I'm confused, but my name is Derek, though if you want to know.
4: Let me guess, some seltzer and lime, gentlemen.
3: Relevant Podcast Network